Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. Bo Matthews. How you doing, Tony? Great to see you, my friend. Yeah, you too, man. And uh, our producer, Chad Ellis, as well. Hello, hello. What's happening, guys? Not much. How's it going? Uh, you know, another week gone by. Uh, the weather wasn't so bad this week. I keep feeling like we're getting away with decent weather in the winter. We had some rain, but like it, earlier in the week especially, it was fairly sunny and warm. Kind of warm. Yeah, yeah. But, well, the warm's going to stick. I keep but waiting the... for the receipt. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I keep waiting for the payback. It is the middle of January. You're getting close to yeah. it. Uh, but the rain, I mean, up to four inches I'm hearing yeah, yeah. by the end of all of this. So, yeah. uh, then I know in Eureka they're already talking about sandbagging. I was talking to uh, uh, Police Chief Wigan out there. And not from The Simpsons, not Wiggum. Right, but Wiggum. right. Uh, he, has he been on the show, actually? Uh-uh. Oh, no, I don't believe so. He said he's been in with uh, Tim Jones. Okay. Um, and uh, so, yeah, he and he said he'd come down any time. Oh, uh, we what should a, do that. What a good guy. Over 40 years in the Eureka Police Department. That's great. And chief for over 30, so good Yeah, dude. that's uh, Eureka. That's uh, Speaker Jones is part of... Uh, yeah, town, that's so. his territory. Yeah. Uh, so he was worried that uh, he'd be sandbagging this weekend in Eureka. Oh wow! But well. the chief does it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wonder if it would be if it was below freezing right now. Like, how much of that would how much snow would be looking wow. at? Feet. Yeah. Feet. No kidding. Uh, what, an inch. An inch of rain is a foot of snow. Right. Is that right? I think it is. Yeah. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Holy smokes. Look it up, Chad. Chad's on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Don't forget that you can download our podcast absolutely free. The Radio.com app is one of many and probably the best way to get our podcast. Uh, Once you download the Radio.com app, favorite this this radio station, and then you'll have one-stop shopping with everything. You'll be able to stream the station 24-7. You'll be able to download all the podcasts. Podcasts. You'll be able to take advantage of the Radio Rewind feature. All of that on the Radio.com app, and all of it is free. So make sure you are checking that out. We get a lot of uh, uh, podcast downloads on this show, which is really, really cool. And uh, we appreciate everyone who is doing that. And uh, if you like the show and you only hear these interviews one time on the air and you want to go back and listen to them again because they're chock full of such great entertainment and information... The best way to do so is with the podcast. And if your phone is already paired to your vehicle, you you don't even have to turn on radio on. You can just That's listen right. through your yep. your phone if it's already paired. It's That's just right. and I'm I'm on a learning curve. So but but the radio.com <laughs> app is so easy to manipulate and go through and, and yeah, you is. know move around. It really is. They've right. done a great job with it. And yeah, you can subscribe stuff. to the shows that you like specifically and just pop in. Yeah, because I don't want to hear anybody else. I just want to hear the <laughs> Yeah, second I'm on radio. That's all you need. <laughs> uh, and it does look like one inch of rain is 10 inches of snow. Oh, 10 inches. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, I mean, two inches. I mean, Over-exaggerating. I mean, you know, that's <laughs> what we close. do. It's you round close. up, you don't round down. <laughs> yeah, you're dang right. <laughs> that is amazing. I did not know that. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, imagine if this was like normal January temperatures. Be a lot Serious. Of snow out there. We wow. wouldn't be here. 
All right, uh, we need to start the show like we always do with our friend Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory. I have a whole lot to talk to Aaron about. It's always great to do that. Aaron, how are you, my friend? I'm good. How are you? I cannot complain. Uh, Another week has gone by and another year has started, and um, we are now officially in the legislative session here in the state of Missouri. And uh, as you know, uh, being a part of this show since we started, that uh, the legislative session is when we got a lot of news to talk about. And there's always Second Amendment bills and, you know, on both sides, there's always Democrats uh, filing bills to limit gun rights and Republicans filing bills to either expand them or protect them. And it looks like this year is going to uh, go down that path again. There are um, a couple things that I want to get your opinion on here. Uh, there's a lot, so I want to kind of go rapid fire with you uh, through this segment and try to get to as many of these stories as we can. Um, first of all, let's start on the uh, let's start on the bad side of things. Let's start on the uh, on the uh, on the limiting side of things. Representative Lakeisha Bosley, state rep. Lakeisha Bosley, who uh, represents uh, one of the districts here in the city of St. Louis, says that this year she is focused on public safety, and because of that, she's pushing laws concerning firearm ammunition. She wants to limit the amount of ammo a person can purchase, and she wants to track those purchases. Uh, Aaron, you guys sell a lot of ammunition, so this would affect you directly. Um why would this would this bill be a, a good or bad idea? So it's unfunded for starters. Uh, so there's there's no system in place now to currently track ammunition purchases. So they, the state of Missouri, uh, with their infinite amount of money, right? Because we totally have legalized <laughs> marijuana here and generated eleven million dollars in revenue. Um, <laughs> we could just create a system overnight um, and implement this um, and. Uh, then expect there to be no bugs, et cetera, and then get 100% uh, dealer compliance. What would happen is dealers would just say, it's too big of a hassle. I'm just not going to sell ammunition. Uh, that's if uh, they could even uh, implement a system uh, in, 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 in uh, that would be able to track these things. Uh, secondly, um, these, these individuals that are committing crimes would just have their girlfriends uh, or their friends uh, with clean criminal records go buy the ammunition, which they already have them attempt to go buy the firearms for them. Uh, it's called a straw purchase. We already have laws against it, yet these criminals still manage to get somehow firearms. Yeah. You create an instant black market for fire ammunition. Mm. And then the other thing you would do is you would just get guys like me who would just say, well, it's just more reason to reload. Um, right. So instead yeah. of just reloading the limited amounts of ammunition that I do, mostly the, the really, really expensive stuff like the 44 Magnum, um, I would start reloading, you know, 9 millimeter and 40 and 45. And uh, I mean, I'm a amosexual, so I shoot really anything that goes bang. Amosexual? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. That's awesome. Now, let me, let me, let me just say, this is, to me, this seems like a crazy law that they're trying to get passed. But if you think down the road with electric cars coming on, you could almost compare it to that because to force us to electric vehicles, they could just outlaw or they would have to track all fuel purchases like gasoline or diesel. Yeah, that's how silly this is. It, it is that silly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. And, and Aaron, you know, and I do 95% of my shooting 
uh, on my friend's farm where we are either target shooting or skeet shooting. And when we pick a Saturday or Sunday to go and do that, we go through a ton of ammunition. So... Uh, if, you know, if I'm going in and I'm buying several boxes, now all of a sudden I'm being flagged as some kind of, you know, uh, a, a person who's putting together, you know, like an armory or something because, uh, no pun intended, um, yeah. you know, because I bought a bunch of uh, boxes of ammo, a bunch of boxes of bullets, but I'm going to use all those in one day, essentially. I mean, you shoot for a few hours with your buddies at the farm and you're going through quite a few so, I mean, really, how much safer does it make anybody? Uh, what what problem are we solving by limiting ammo purchases? We're, we're not. We're not going to solve anything. We're just creating a paperwork disaster, another unfunded mandate, right? Because they're going to have to report this. So either we'll just write everybody's name down on a piece of paper with what caliber they bought um, and a driver's license number, and then we'll just send it in to them. And then whenever they feel it necessary – uh, they'll uh, sort through it. Uh, the other option is a computer program, but again, you know, it creates money to 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 develop these things, and they just don't have the money, and it's just never going to happen. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it too too much. Uh, the other thing too is we've seen this in the past on a federal level, and we've seen this with other states where they were going to try to limit the amount of ammunition you were going to have. And uh, if you go back to the old episodes. Um, you know, I sit there, I was like, well, I shoot, you know, this caliber, this caliber, this caliber, this caliber, this caliber, this caliber. And then it basically came down to I could have 30 rounds of each caliber um, on hand at any given time, and they come in boxes of 50. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it just doesn't it doesn't work. Uh, you know, some states limit the amount of alcohol you can purchase. Uh, every time you go purchase alcohol, uh, they scan your ID. I think it was in Ohio when I saw that. And I thought it was very weird. <laughs> or in and New York, like, hey, they, can... they limit how much soda you can buy. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no big yeah. gulps. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, um, I want to switch to uh, I want to switch to another one that that's uh, uh, at least in my opinion easier to support, uh, and that is uh, our buddy State Rep Nick Shore has been on this show many times. Um, he actually announced on the Weekend Report. Uh, uh, another show that I host um, last week that he is rolling out this school safety bill. Now, this is going to probably be one of the biggest, at least early in the session, one of the biggest bills that is discussed. And the school safety bill would put an armed resource officer in every school in the state of Missouri, not just the high schools, which we had an armed resource officer at Hazelwood Central uh, 25 years ago when I was there. So that, I don't think for some of these schools, that's nothing new. But in middle schools and elementary schools, it certainly is. And this wasn't just like something that he cooked up. This was on the heels of recommendations from a task force that studied how to make schools safer. And the number one thing was to put an armed resource officer in each school. So I just wanted to get your opinion on that and whether that whether or not that's something that you think is a good idea or a bad idea. So, you know, great idea, you know, putting a good guy with a gun in a school. Uh, it's a good community outreach, uh, especially times right now where uh, there's a, a division in some communities with law enforcement. It's going to humanize the badge. The downside of this is who's going to pay for it, right? Uh, you have some of these uh, school districts that are in St. Louis County, 
that are huge, like Melville School District, and they're going to tie up, you know, just in Oakville where I live. You know, I, I could just be like, well, you know, like one, two, three, four. You know, there's probably like eight or nine schools that are going to require a school resource officer that are not um, that are not high schools that are in the fourth precinct. So now all of a sudden, say, let's kind of have to hire in eight or nine more officers or move resources into those schools. So that's less officers out on road patrol, rotating through, et cetera, where the county is already having uh, issues with car break-ins, et cetera. So if they're going to fund it and we're going to hire those additional officers, that's great. Uh, if we're going to not hire or we're not going to fund it um, and we're just going to have resources redistributed, you know, that's not – not good you know maybe we need to maybe we need to look into the junior highs uh we don't really hear too much about elementary schools uh but generally it's the the you know seventh eighth grade and up um generally always the high schools is what i hear well and i don't i don't know uh if every school is like this but i believe there's only usually one door to the office or near the office that is open every other door is locked down right so if yeah. you have a safety professional, uh, a, a police officer doing second second shift kind of thing, wouldn't they be a, a good candidate to have that you know secondary income and they could also be right there in the office area uh, in case they needed to get to any other part of the school? But I believe all doors are locked around schools. Yeah, so I, I don't spend too much time around uh, elementary schools nowadays. You will soon. Uh, Pipers. Yeah, Pipers too. <laughs> um, Won't be long. I do, I do help out with the robotics team uh, with the local high school that I graduated from every once in a while. Um, and I have noticed that uh, for, I normally just go right to the to the door the robotics teams use and somebody just lets me in. But uh, that would be the, the most common sense thing would be to restrict access to all the doors except for one door to let people in and out. But, you know, the right tools, you can get through any door. That's the one thing being uh, and fire service has taught me. So yeah. um, doors are, you know, and you got windows, right? Every window is an right. interesting and I just think it's, I just think the fact that bad guys would know that in every school there's a trained armed officer in right. there, it's going it, to, it's going to be a whole lot more difficult for a person to make that decision to go into a school. Whereas right now they know for the most part that's, they're not going to encounter a good guy with a gun. I'd go a step right. further. If we train our teachers CPR and, and, and things like that, you know, uh, uh, Heimlich maneuver stuff, why not have teachers that are proficient and have them armed? Yeah. I no, mean, to yeah, have I, more. I, I, I totally agree. My son's principal was an ex-Army Ranger for 10 years. Yeah. I'd, be, I'd be okay with him packing. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, Aaron, before we uh, run out of time, I want to give you a chance to talk about Southern Armory. What is happening at the store as uh, we are rolling into 2020? Right. So we have uh, $85 CCW classes going Ooh, on the rest of the nice. month of January. So it'd be a good time to come in and uh, grab up uh, either a CCW class and get it scheduled or get it as a gift certificate and use it in the next year. So you can use it any time in 2020, uh, right through uh, one year from when you bought it. So you'd be looking at January 2021. Uh, other than that, ammunition is flowing. Uh, we've been stocking up on some of the more unusual uh, calibers, you know, we already had like your 357 SIG and your 9mm Makarov, uh, but we've been uh, going ahead and uh, looking into expanding that ammunition selection even more uh, with the recent uptick in ammunition, uh, especially specifically uh, handgun ammunition uh, purchases 
due to uh, some recent um, decisions from a retailer. So uh, if you need ammunition, uh, come in and see us. doesn't matter if it's a rifle or a handgun. Uh, we, we carry it, and special orders are always welcome. We have case discounts. So if you buy uh, in bulk, that's a good way to save. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always have firearms on hand for you to peruse. We are a blue label dealer. Uh, we do buy direct from SIG. So if you need a SIG Sour firearm, you can't find it anywhere, let us know. We can track it down and order it right in uh, from the factory for you. You can follow us on the Facebook uh, on Southern Armory's Facebook page or Second Amendment Radio. We do some updates and uh, some cleanings and site installs and just some general maintenance stuff. Got a few projects lined up um, for this coming week. Uh, so if you've never lapped rings before, never uh, just done some odds and end things, uh, it would be a good time uh, to tune in and just kind of learn just some more of the more of the odd stuff uh, this week we're going to be doing the, the typical stuff that you've seen us do in the past. You can always come in and chat with us about your needs. Uh, Firearms Training Simulator has been getting used a lot too, which has been great. I love when people come in and use that and get those realistic uh, situations and decision-making processes that they need to know when they're concealed carrying. Uh, but come in and see us. We're located one mile east of 270 and 44, 9901 Watson Road. And southernarmory.com. Southernarmory.com. That's southernarmory.com. You don't need to point at me, young man. I know when it's my turn to go. <laughs> Chad pointed at me like, hey, you're you go first and then I'll go. Like I like I'm new to this game. Aaron uh, yeah. <laughs> Aaron Tarlow, the owner of Southern Armory, thank you so much uh for your time, and we will of course talk to you next week. All right, we'll see you next have, week. Yeah, Bye. have a great week. Uh, we need to take a quick break when we get back. That other voice that you heard moments ago here in the studio is our buddy Mike Marfell, the professional Hello. fisherman. He is going to be in studio with us for the rest of the show, so stick around. You are listening. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. To Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Welcome back to Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with Bo Matthews and producer Chad Ellis. And as I mentioned in that last segment, joining us for the rest of the show in studio is our buddy Mike Marfell, the professional fisherman, even though he doesn't like to, me to call him a hey, professional fisherman. I had to leave my job to get here, so... I was truly a professional. I'd have left my boat, Tony. Yeah, I understand. But I'm good with it. I'm I understand. Good with it. Well, you're 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 more of a professional fisherman than uh, anybody else. In I the fish room, amongst so. professionals. That's what I was. <laughs> I, I still have a job, and, and most of them don't. Yeah. So, so uh, we we were just talking at the very beginning of the show about now. There's a lot of rain that we've been experiencing for the last couple of days, but before that. Uh, we've been actually having a pretty mild, very mild winter, um, sunny skies and decently warm weather. Uh, how is that affecting, uh, your fishing and is it still something that, uh, is going on? The fishing's still outstanding, both at Lake of the Ozarks and Table Rock. Uh, fishing's, you know, me and you've had this conversation a hundred times. It's, it's until the water gets hard. 
Yeah. Fish are still going to bite. It's yeah. just you've got to come up with a strategy. And, you know, uh, you know, for people that don't know, the sun hits the north banks more through the winter just the way the sun goes across the horizon. So that's your starting point. Mm. Look at the north side of stuff. And then what? you start looking for dark rock because dark rock holds the heat. Then you start looking at which way the wind's direction. You want the mix of those three things. And then the fourth element would be deep water close to shallow water. And then you want to start looking. Now, I told you last time I was in, I think, uh, or maybe it was on the New Year's Eve show. I don't remember. But a friend of mine that will remain nameless because he probably doesn't want people knowing how he was catching them. But he bounced around at Lake of the Ozarks for four hours. Never had a bite. You know, never had a bite. Bounced all over the Little Niangua, the Big Niangua, way up by the, uh, oh, God, I'm going to forget the name of the spring way up there. Ha Ha Tonka. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Finally stopped on a point on the way back because it looked right. It was on the north side. Wind was blowing, you know, right kind of rock. God, I have mind. fished many times right at the mouth of that the, spring of that at spring. Ha Ha Tonka. Yeah. In it's the a ha popular Tonka spot Cove. in the winter for sure. Uh, that's amazing, yeah. Well, he made a couple casts with an Alabama rig, four-pounder, three-pounder. Long story short, his best five were twenty, a little over 27, almost 28 pounds. Ooh. Not in a tournament, just out fun fishing. Yeah, yeah. But he was on his way back to the house. He was going to go put it on the trailer because he didn't think the fish were bite. In the wintertime, you got to keep moving till you find them. And once you find them, you're going to knock their lights out most likely. Give those, uh, give those three or four little quick pointers one more time. North side, dark rock, wind, Shallow water, close to deep water, and you're fi- shallow water, close to deep water, and you're fishing in the deep water. You're fishing, or in the shallow, the shallow water. water. And I say, and and you can fish the deep water. Those fish are less likely to bite. They're out there hanging out, suspended. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but if there's if you look at them with your electronics and they're suspended under bait, they're going to bite. Right. But if they're just suspended out there, more than likely you're going to have to wait till they decide to move up shallow to feed. And mm-hmm. that water is going to warm in the afternoon. So that would be the fifth thing. Usually yeah. the bite's a little better in the afternoon. I, uh, why was my grandfather waking me up at 5 o'clock in the morning when I was a kid? In the summertime, you should. Your grandpa was right in the summertime. <sighs> my grandpa. Yeah. Not right, in the wintertime. Right, right. Okay. I okay. hate it, too. I have to fish tournaments, and I always said, why don't we start at noon and fish till dark? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and then I can have a few drinks at night right. and sleep in. We're all good. Right. <laughs> I hate getting up early for yeah, fishing. The but better thing is to get up super early, go fish, then come home and take a nap, and then go back, go back out again, in the afternoon. Yeah. Yeah, right. afternoon. A split tournament would be awesome where I could go get a sandwich and yeah. relax for a little bit. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've, I've people never heard. how exhausting fishing is. Bass I have, fishing. I've <laughs> never heard anybody describe it. North Shore. Uh, the wind. I've never heard any. Do you know everybody yeah. that's listening to this show that fishes going that's never heard those those. Uh, those are the same people that think luck's involved. No, but now they're figuring <laughs> out their new favorite spot is going to be because now I know where to fish on my lake. I've yeah. already had friends of mine that I fish with or against, however you want to put it, that don't <laughs> like me talking on. The and this radio is and this show. is specifically winter. This is winter. This is winter. But those tips. The, Good point. The, the wind always applies. Always, oh no doubt. No applies. doubt. No doubt. Uh, the, and and Lake of the Ozarks and Table Rock type of rock. Always applies. Right. Uh, right. It, it changes from pea gravel, you know, this to yeah. chunk to boulder. Yeah. But that, I call it lava rock. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but the black, dark <laughs> looking yeah. rock. Yep. A yeah. fine example would be exactly uh, uh, around the Lodge of Four Seasons, like that now, island and that rock there. That's all really dark. What about wind? Do you want to be casting into the wind or Always against the wind? Into the wind. Yeah. So you fish are fish position themselves facing into the wind, right? Yeah, because it's pushing it because the wind pushes the bait to them, right? right? And so right. they're letting the wind yeah. do the work and push. Plus, it's easier the food to control to your boat. When so you're you going want into the wind. you want your bait, your lure to be coming 
the same way that the wind is coming. Oh, so, so trolling kind of recreates that. Yes. Trolling kind of so, like in a, in yeah. a river or a creek yeah, like setting. Yeah, drift in the current. Wow, same okay. Concept. See, I, I, did my first, I did my first catch and release uh, episode on the Big River in Jeff County oh, cool. uh, just a couple months ago, and I had a lot to learn. And I grew up in Minnesota where we fished when, you oh, know. As I soon worked as, we, as a bow, uh, canoe guide up there in Minnesota, in the Canadian Oh, no kidding. Waters, yeah. Oh, yeah, we weren't that far north. But, yeah, yeah uh, so there's always something to learn, proven today. I've been doing this since I was 12 years old, and I learn something every time I go out. Whether <laughs> yeah. it's right or what not to do, that's right. just as important. Sure. I've learned more from losses than than, than winning oh, tournaments. Oh, no doubt. Because no like doubt. an eight-hour drive home from a lake thinking, man, I was in third place, and, you know, I missed it by this much. What was, you know, little things. You got all that time to think about. Mm-hmm. And what I always say, you got competitive fishing is different in the fact that you don't really realize when you look at the, the leaderboard – and there's 12 guys at the top. The guy in 10th may have been way closer to winning than the guy in second. He was on the fish. He lost a couple key fish, mm-hmm. went left when he should have went right, you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And the other guy got lucky to be in second. When right. I said luck has nothing to do with it, but it, it does to a degree. Yeah. But you he swing got one big, in, the, he got the line one big snaps hit. on yeah. the way in, it bounces off the windshield and doesn't go back in the lake. It lands <laughs> at the bottom of the boat. Right. That, that's good fortune. For sure, yeah, for sure. But those those key, those things always, you know, a lot of people think bass fishermen just sit on a bucket and drown worms, and you know, it's right. It's exhausting. You go so, out at Lake yeah. of the Ozarks and fish nine hard hours. Yeah, and that's it's exhausting. And, and, and for people that are listening, we're mostly talking about bass fishing. Yeah, with all the, these it, tips. All and, those tips apply pretty yeah. much in the winter. Talking to uh, Mike Marfell, professional fisherman, and um, uh, another question. I do want to get into some. We're not going to talk fishing for the rest of the show we're talking a lot about this fishing because loves i love those guns yeah. and yeah. when aaron so talked about it being a sig dealer yeah I've got my i do want to get too. i do want to get back to some of those stories that we touched on in the in the first segment but um uh right now i want to keep this conversation going and ask you what is the biggest difference in baits or lures from summertime fishing to winter fishing like what that, are that's what are a bad example because they're kind of similar summer okay the, well, then, summer then and that's winter a, are kind of a, too. A, a kind of the same deal Oh, okay. Minus the sun thing, right? They, and the, they and get the deeper, heat. close to sh- yeah. <laughs> I always say, like, if you want to mark up a map, what you want to do to locate fish, spring and fall are kind of similar, and winter and summer are kind of similar. That's they got to get back to their spawning area, right? And their spawns coming after the winter, mm-hmm. so they're going to make their way to the back. So I always heard, you know, one of the you know one of those old wives' tales, you know. You always hear that. It, I always heard that in cold weather in the winter that you need to fish a lot slower Absolutely. because the bass, because Absolutely. the fish are moving a that lot. That is hundred percent true. So you can't use your crankbaits and move them at full speed, and you can't be right. running a buzz bait over the top of the water no, because no, that's not, probably not going to work. Yeah, or anything on the top of the water. Um, and, and you need to instead fish something that just that is not true. I've seen videos of bass eating frogs through the ice. Oh, nice. Yeah, they will. Well, that's pretty cool. But that frog's moving slow, too. Yeah, he's just sitting there. <laughs> right, he's yeah. just sitting there. So, uh, but so, yeah, so what are the uh, what are the differences in this, the way you fish and what you use now? Speed as would be to, the number one. Yeah. Uh, and you said no so you crankbait. Can, you can use a crankbait. Well, I said use? no full speed. I said no full speed. Full speed. You don't want to yeah, you don't want to rip it. Right. You don't want to burn it. But right. flatter side, so the wobbers, wobble is tighter mm-hmm. versus the one that wobbles hard mm-hmm. would be a big difference. Moving it slow. That's why jerkbait is so good in the wintertime. Yeah. Because you jerk it down, it sets there and twitches. Let's call you a dying shad. And you move it a few feet. And let it set, and that bass creeps up and looks at it, 
and you move mm-hmm. it a little bit and it creeps up and then all of a sudden when you go to jerk it again it's going it it gives them time to get to it mm-hmm. in the summertime you can just work that jerk bait as fast as you want right uh right the alabama rig is something i'm going to have to learn to throw all over again because i fished the solo pro series which we didn't allow it i was going to say i uh, i just assumed the I, highest we, level does we not talked about BFLs this off do now, yeah and we, i'm going to be fishing though so we talked about this off the air a couple of weeks ago you and i and and i was shocked to hear that the alabama rig was still being used in as many tournaments as it is i just i guess because i just watch the bass series bass or, masters you know, or, or and the highest level the stuff that's on tv no it's not and allowed it's, it's so i just assumed it was it was a band everywhere except for people, you know, recreational fishing. But no, you no, said the lower it's level tournaments. There's quite a, lot a bit of them that still yeah. still used, and I don't have a problem with it ethically, morally. It's just a pain in the butt. It is a pain it's in the butt. I agree with that. It's, it's a, it is a tangled mess. Yeah. I agree with that. And if you got a sm- like, I my old ranger was a little smaller. You get two guys throwing that. You better put a hockey helmet on. <laughs> <laughs> you got two guys throwing something with five. You lures. know what the Alabama rig is, right? I don't. It oh, looks don't. like so. It's a shan- it almost looks like a chandelier. There'll be a head where you tie okay. the bait. Five little arms go out. And oh each, no, I've seen each this. Each one of those yep. arms, you put a swivel and a jig head with a a minnow mimicking bait. Yep, I've seen it. In Missouri, you can only have three hooks, so the top two are generally dummies. Really? Yeah, I, I didn't know that in either. In Missouri, you can only have three hooks. Huh. See, some learn states, something new every no, day. I've also rules many There's times. one they call a <laughs> chandelier rig in some states. I think Alabama might be one of them where this thing was invented. There'll be guys that have, they're throwing a school, man. It's like 10 at the top, 5, then 3, you know. And what test line are you? Heavy braid. I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't. I don't I, I, I'm not an expert because I purposely, my tournament organization didn't fish it, so I never practiced. Yeah, but we right. introduced you as a pro fisherman. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I, I do know how to fish it. Yeah. But I opt for... Uh, the particular brand I use is called a Yum Flash Mob Junior. It's a little smaller. It has a couple small willow blades on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's smaller. And then I put one bigger swim bait in the middle than the rest, and that's mm-hmm. usually the one they target, they go for. Right. And then I throw it on 25-pound test fluorocarbon. And that way I can roll cast it underhand. And I, don't, I don't heave it long distances. And I do most of my fishing... I fish it like a giant I don't fish. Bait, I don't fish nearly as much in the winter as I do in the spring and summer and fall. And so I'm not usually dealing with really Ice cold water, right? <laughs> and yeah. and therefore, and I'm also I also do a lot of top water, and I do a lot of uh, fishing in shallow water, right by rock beds and things like that. And so I can't I. I'm always getting the dang if I'm trying to fish an Alabama rig. I'm always getting it tangled on everything because yes. I'm like. I'm I'm throwing underneath you know canopies that are that are only two feet off the water. I have yet to catch my first Alabama rig at Lake of the Ozarks. I'm waiting. Yeah, because there's I, a lot of them broken. So off I'm in always there trying to precision <laughs> shot the you know into these little crevices. Yeah, and with an Alabama rig, you well, can't do that. I was funny at the big bass. I can't do that. You know, it's all the rage, and a lot of people hear about it, and this is what you got to throw. This is what you got to throw. And in the winter, it's it can be devastating. It yeah. really can. And I would love summer, to throw it through a. A white bass feeding oh, frenzy. Yeah. It is cool to catch multiple bass at a time, and that's not uncommon on the Alabama where you catch two or three at a yeah. time. No, I'm sure. But uh, it was funny at the big bass bash, it been three or four years ago, right, kind of still really, really popular. And, you know, the big bass bash draws out all sorts of people. And there was three guys in a boat throwing it, and they were <laughs> lobbing that thing from the heavens 
crashing it down in a foot and a half of water. I just pulled my trolling motor and said, man, they've scared every fish in this entire No kidding. I am out of here. Yeah. Let's turn the music up, too. Yeah. yeah. Music doesn't bother them. I, 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 that's okay. Right. All right, we need to take a break, but uh, we've got more to go with Mike Marfell. Don't go anywhere. You are listening to... Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast to second amendment radio and the great outdoors welcome back to second amendment radio and the great outdoors tony colombo here with bo matthews and chad ellis and our guest right now mike marfell the professional fisherman in studio with us you know this song uh reminds me i was working for a different radio station in the year 2000 uh the whole y2k thing and i was uh hosting a big party um on new year's eve going in to the year 2000 and did the big countdown and then i was on stage with the band and sang that rm's one of my favorite bands and i actually know all the words right. i can actually sing that song um and so i sang that Please song don't. on stage <laughs> i know but what i'm saying is that that whole y2k new millennium was 20 years ago again that's crazy to me and the world still hasn't ended yeah. it didn't end and it didn't end right then either which everybody said all the computers were going to yeah crack. absolutely but i just can't believe that you know that whole y2k 20 you know year it is hard to have, wrap your head was around. 20 years ago you know the old uh, hank williams jr song a country boy can't survive oh, well chad brock that. chad brock put out a uh, 2000 version Y2K and uh, yeah do you remember that i do remember yeah that, that was a great version oh, talking I about think I've ever heard and that. then hank started doing it live around that time that, junior absolutely yeah. absolutely but it's it's kind of a twist on everything that hank did but oh. we're still alive yeah. i have to check that yeah out, right? i was in elementary school so i don't know <laughs> yeah we don't want to hear that <laughs> he was a little baby millennials <laughs> right uh so like i said mike marfell is here professional fisherman we've been talking a lot of uh fishing if you missed anything and uh and then of course we talked about some of the new uh, gun legislation happening uh, in the uh, with the Missouri legislative session starting off, uh, download the podcast. Radio.com app is free. Best way to get it. And uh, you can stream the station once you favorite, and then you can get our podcast there every week absolutely free. So if you want to hear this again or you miss anything, 
go and get that podcast. And while Mark is or while Mike is here, excuse me, uh, this segment is brought to you by Razorback Armory. They're a full service firearm shop that strives to be the area's premier destination for firearm enthusiasts. They've got a lot of years' experience. Find them on Manchester Road, a half mile east of 270 on the south side, and online at RazorbackArmory.com. So uh, a lot of great fishing information in that last segment. I, I love having these discussions, especially in the wintertime when a lot of us aren't getting out as much as we used to. It kind of scratches that itch a little bit at least to just uh, uh, talk about fishing and to get those pointers about if you are going to go out in the winter. Uh, Mike gave a lot of really good uh, information about how to uh, um, maximize your fishing locate, in the wintertime. Locate. And, yeah, it, locate. It's all there about you go. It's That's like right. real estate. Location, location. And <laughs> if you want more information, you want to learn more uh, from Mike and, and actually watch him fish, you got a brand new project in uh, yeah, the year 2020. Yeah, my friend uh, Gabe Montgomery, the Ten Horse Monty, has a YouTube channel where he goes out and does his thing, and uh, he's going to, since situation presented itself, he's going to be my traveling partner to fish the BFLs this year. Uh, everybody brings an amateur with them, so the numbers all work out. And we're gonna ten horse Monty's going fiberglass, baby. We're we're gonna do the whole thing, us talking in the hotel, changing flat tires, fixing broken trolling motors, the whole thing. We're gonna, yes. you know, he's gonna get me hooked up. Uh, I got a bunch of GoPros ordered to strap all over the boat, and uh, so yeah, it'll be interesting. He'll have his day as an amateur, and my day as pro. Our days is practicing together, that yeah. sort of thing. And Gabe does a really good. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. That's why yeah. I've never done it. But Gabe's really good at it. Yeah. And uh, so do so, a lot of the talking in the truck, like right. breaking it down on the way home. I think we've talked. And uh, the two of us both play a little music, and we're going to try to write a song to nice a theme song or something. Hey, we'll see how that goes. Really nice. Yeah, I've never written a song, but I've got a whole notebook full of things written down that I want to talk about. There you go. So, I wrote a so song one we, time uh, called "Cat Fight in Church." Yeah, yeah. Oh, you should hear it. It's awesome. I would anyway. like to. <laughs> Bo's got that. that but, but the thing about the show, one time Tony, my voice. wife asked me, and I said, the greatest thing is Tony asked It's kind of like coaching kids or teaching the guitar. People ask you questions. I've been doing it for so long, I don't think about it. But yeah. when someone asks me, it makes me think, why do I do that? So yeah. I thank you for that. Oh, that's like, great. It's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, so as we go into this season, if people want to uh, not only watch you fish, but also watch you talk about fishing and, and the lessons that you learned that day, where will that be all It'll be on at? YouTube. Ten Horse Monty is his channel. Ten Very Horse good. Monty. Very good. You know, I've been fun. I haven't spent a lot of time watching fishing shows. and hunting. I mean, I've Neither seen it. Babe Winkleman, you know the names, right? Yeah. We all seen them. But I just I just put two and two together. The kids love watching other people on YouTube playing video games. I just realized it's kind of the same gene. It is the same thing. You watch <laughs> hunting shows and fishing shows for that same itch as you as yeah. you talked about just a bit ago. Yeah. Huh. As, a, as a kid, I used to watch them in the winter because I didn't think fish bought, bit in the winter. <laughs> right. Yeah. I didn't either. So I never. I'd I stay never inside, did either. But now I know better. Yep. Uh, I don't, Mike, you you walked in uh, when we were talking to Aaron a little bit earlier. Um, just talk about the correlation between, you know, we were talking about these new gun bills that are happening in the state of Missouri. Um, just talk about the correlation between uh, being a fisherman and, you know, fishermen and hunters and campers, outdoors people. Uh, they're kind of all... We're all the same. They're all, yeah, they're all... They're, Deer hunting they're, they're and bass fishing are side by side. And- yeah. Uh, we all shoot. I take a lot of tactical pistol courses just because it's. I have three boys, and my daughter will eventually start doing it. But mm-hmm. you know, I bought all three of my boys a nine millimeter for their thirteenth birthday. I don't send them to school with it. It goes in my safe where they turn twenty one. We do the paperwork, but we go out and shoot as a family. Like yeah. my brother races motorcycles, and his him and all of his kids. When you're together with your family, 
spending time, whether Absolutely. it's fishing or shooting or we do both. Mm-hmm. But my kids, <laughs> they're way more into the shooting than the fishing. Yeah. And, yeah, and you know, this, going bang is fun for them. And we say this all the time, especially with guys like uh, uh, Tim Shelsvik or, or Megan, uh, who are big hunters that are on this show a lot. Uh, the vast majority of people that are standing up for Second Amendment rights uh, and going to bat for these laws that we were talking about earlier in the show uh, that either defend or expand your Second Amendment rights are not people that just want a gun because they like to go out and shoot at stuff. They are also the people that are keeping the parks clean, keeping the waters clean, yep. um, uh, you know, doing things like looking after the the deer population and the elk population and making sure that everything out there is healthy mm-hmm. and happy. It, I think that some people that don't understand that lifestyle think that, oh, if you want a gun, it's just because you want to go kill something. Right. That's not the, right. it's not, not, it's not even close. The lifestyle. Plus, we, I hate to say this, but we, us gun people actually know stuff about guns. <laughs> Most of the people that are anti gun don't know the clip from a magazine, from a bullet, from a round, you know, Joe Biden with his 20 clip magazines and, you know, it's that sort of thing. It's like, my grandpa taught me about guns from the time I was a little kid. I got a shotgun for my ninth birthday. You know, it's like, and I still have that shotgun. Right. It's that's awesome. I, you know yeah, how I to my handle grandpa, it. You I have my grandpa's it. shotgun. You respect too. it. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, we're almost out of time, Bo. You want to uh, sing uh, "Catfish Blues"? What is it called? What? Cat, what's your song? Cat fighting church? Cat fighting oh, cat fighting church. church. Yeah, yeah. There was another one. There you was another. S- you want to sing us? I'm not going to do that. No, no. I just wrote it. Singers take care of the rest of it. Uh, oh, okay. There was another song I wrote called uh, "You Didn't Do Enough for My Birthday." So that's also <laughs> going to be on my greatest hits. So. That is awesome. And that's Ray Stevens. We have got to gentlemen. get our hands on that, Chad, and uh, play the Bo Matthews greatest I'll hits. I'll bring my horseboard and jug in, and me and Chad will be the band. Yeah. Uh, Ten words, Monty, on YouTube. Anywhere else to to follow you, or is that the best way? To yeah, do it? that's the best way. I just All spout right. off silly stuff on Facebook. Facebook every oh, I love it. Mike Marfell, thank you so much thank for your you, time. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Bo. Uh, we'll talk Thanks, to you again Jim. real, real soon. That's going to do it for this edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Uh, like I said, download the podcast on the radio.com app if you missed anything. And uh, make sure you check back with us next week. For my partner, Bo Matthews, and producer Chad Ellis, I'm Tony Colombo. Thank you for listening to another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Get more at 971talk.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 